This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you're tuned into episode 258 of The Real Word. Word is up. I feel like that's all I'm really here for. That's all I'm here for, really. No, 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 no. No? I want you to comment on something before we get into these seller profits and these explosive Jason Oppenheim comments. Yep. Uh, your your time is up on dry January because it's the last day of January. Um, is it? What's thirty first? So did you make or did you uh, the the look there? I'm guessing you broke it. I did. You yeah. You didn't do it. I you did. did break it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't stick through. No. Mm-mm. No. Oh, I didn't know that. I just I just saw your look and I'm like, oh, she didn't do no, it. No, I didn't do it. I feel great though because I will say that. Um, <laughs> Have I shown you the water bottle that somebody got me? Did I show it to you? No. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize. You have it in front of you? I, I do. Hang, I don't have the water bottle, but I have a photo of it. But anyway. No, go get the water. Is it in, it's is not, it in the It's office? not here. No. I haven't pulled it out yet because I am one of those people, like even this morning, I, I found my sunglasses here. Like I must Well, how have, does this relate to you breaking dry, dry January? It doesn't have about anything that. about it. I just, all I said was I feel great about it. And I, someone got me a water <laughs> jug and it has engraved on there. I feel great about it because I clearly say it a lot. You feel great about about breaking dry January. I feel, yeah, why I did feel. You, why did you do it? Um, I don't know that there was like a real reason. Um, my goal is to like keep going like through fe- February. Like I'm not going to all of a sudden be like a binge drinker again. Um, okay. But I do, <laughs> what I do feel good about is like my days flipped. You know, I used to drink uh-huh. like five days and now i drink now it's two one, what yeah probably two my my goal would just be well, how one. long have you been back on the on the sauce uh i think i broke it on like the 20th so not long That's, ago so, like just last week okay i think it was the giants right. game it was like a night game was it a saturday night oh, game that was pretty depressing it was, was very depressing, depressing but it was like it's sunday night saturday night game it's at like 6 30 like it felt right okay so you're you ended it. All right, how do you feel about the first month of the real estate before we get into these topics? I <clears throat> January's over. You, you failed on dry January, totally, but how about the market? I didn't what do you th- fail. I feel like I succeeded. Well, you quit on it. I didn't quit. Jesus, this is why <laughs> stop doing it. This is why I didn't proclaim it anywhere because it's it's I okay. they're great steps. So I, this 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 first month of January has been wild. It's been it's been great. But feeling good about it. Um, I, I feel a lot better about it than I feel like I was feeling the year was going to be in December for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely more positive signs the last 31 days and a lot of positivity. If you are a homeowner or if you were a seller in the last year, us home sellers profit in 2022 was substantial. Adam released it's year end 2022 us home sales report. And this showed an increase in home seller profits for 2022, up 21% from 2021 yep. and up 78%, Nicole, from 2020. Home seller profits represent a 51.4% return on investment. Crazy. ROI. What's the ROI? Uh, this is compared to seller's original purchase price up from 44.6% in 2021 and 32.8% in 2020. Okay, so Nicole, what are these profits that sellers have cashed in on the last couple of years mean for the market? And then I want to get into 
What is, you know, because these sellers who chose to sell, these homeowners rather, who chose to sell their home, cash in on these huge profits in 2021 and 2022, they've got the money in the bank. Maybe they probably put that into another house because people don't sell a house to go live on the side. Or I feel like some though have had the two houses and this was finally their opportunity to sort of ditch the other one and like finally make that final move. Yeah, so yeah. definitely saw that. So what, what does this mean for the market moving forward? What kind of profits should people expect moving forward? And then what is all this equity? Because obviously if people made this profit in the last couple of years, people are holding onto their house or holding onto a bunch of equity. What does that mean for the market moving forward? But but first, do you expect people to get, what, what do you expect for 2023? Do you expect people to get these type of profits here in 23? Um, I think that probably like the first, yeah, actually, I, I think that there still will be a decent amount of profit, especially in our area. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to speak outside of like the Connecticut space. Cause I mean, we haven't even seen anybody making a dollar since what, 2007, 2006. I mean, and the, these have and been nationally, Nicole, that <clears throat> these profit margins reach their highest level since 2008. Yeah. Well, and again, it, it makes sense, but again, in our area, particularly no, like people that are even selling their houses now that bought in 2020 are still able to walk away with money in their pockets where in the past, if someone was ever going to be selling in two years, you kind of always had to have that conversation up front that like they would be losing. So I do, I still think that it, this market is still strong. Again, I, I know we talk about it every week and all the time with our agents. Um, lack of inventory is certainly driving that up. Um, I know of a house mm-hmm. here in town that is as a coming soon right now. And she already, it's a million dollar listing and she already has 40 showings scheduled just for really? Saturday and Sunday. 40 showings? 40. She had to double up because like- On a milli? Um, a 9.99. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Do you think it's underpriced or? Oh, it's wildly underpriced. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I okay. bet that thing will probably go for on like purpose. one five. I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't know if that's, if that's how. If, <laughs> Calling this agent out. <laughs> I don't want to call her out. I, I was a little surprised by yeah, the number, but I'll be honest. It's not a terrible strategy. I'd rather be picking from yeah. 40 buyers than, <clears throat> than from two. Um, but again, but it's, in, it's very listen, exciting. In that market, it's crazy. That's a, that's a. As Tom Tool likes to say, that's a meat and potatoes. Well, not a meat and potatoes market, you know, but it's um, it's closer to a meat and potato median price point market than it is a luxury market. So, um, you know, a million dollar home having forty showings 40. on a coming soon. It, that's crazy. It's not even going that. on the market until this Saturday. Yeah. I think she put on the coming soon yesterday. So I reached out to her because I have a buyer and I'm like, Hey, you think it'll be around like till Thursday? Cause my folks are in London and she's like, I already have 40 showings scheduled for Saturday and Sunday. So hmm. we're going to have to international make some- Nicole white. Yeah. I agree with you here that people in 2023 <laughs> are going to continue to cash in on substantial profits. Even if 2022 was the peak, like Rich Sharga, executive vice president of market intelligence at Adam says, he's quoted in here in the BAM article as saying, it seems pretty likely that home seller profits peaked for this cycle in 2022. Median prices have declined on a monthly basis since mortgage rates doubled between January and October and are likely to decline further in many markets across the country in 2023, reducing profitability for home sellers. Okay. Well, if they peaked in 2022, we're on the backside of that peak. So we're still near peak prices. I think 2023 is still going to bring profits to a, you know, a lot of homeowners who decide to sell, uh, especially in quarter one, quarter two. Yep. If I'm selling to me, my strategy now. is how do I get it on now? now. <clears throat> 
I'm not waiting for the historic Super Bowl thing. No, well, that's like that's in like 10 right days now. anyway, but it's now. Yeah. I'll get out before, now. before that date yeah. uh, if I'm a seller. So uh, in the article, in the BAM article, there's a chart. You, you can pop that up that shows these historical home seller gains uh, and return on investment. And so it's been on an uptick technical since 2014, right? 2013. Uh, was the last negative year. And then 2014 until 2022, yeah. it's it's just been steadily increasing 2021, 2022, uh, a little bit more substantial. A good good uh, bar graph there. Great bar graph. You love, for somebody you love your who, bar graph. Wants to, yeah, I love them. Love them. But somebody who wants to have the conversation on, you know, how much return on investment they're going to get or, you know, still, I think, I think homes are shelter and so you probably shouldn't think of it that way. But if you're going to have that conversation with a seller, and they want to understand like, Hey, am I, am I going to be making a whole bunch of money? Well, you're probably on the backside of this peak here, uh, but you're close to this 2022, but it's still, profit it's number. still an increase at the end of the day. It's but still at some point that that number can go down. Like we see here, right. you know, in those 2008 to 2013 numbers on the chart. So, uh, raw profits and RI have been on an upward trend for 11 consecutive years, climbing again in 2022. As national median home prices rose ten percent to uh, three hundred thirty, okay, Nicole. Yeah, everybody's got all this equity in their house. Okay, right now. Mm -hmm. And what do you think that does long term here? It, do you think? Do you, what do you think like about the, how do you think about that with the market? Do you just think we're going to have a lot of low sale years here in the next couple of years? flat years is with prices like everybody's sitting on all this equity does it does it kind of um, <clears throat> um or do you think people we're going to talk about something in the left middle right okay do you think people start pulling equity out like they did back in or do you think the six percent rates stop them from doing that i'm throwing a lot of stuff here against it's, the wall it, but i'm just like well i, well, I think it's like this, a good conversation well that's just it i mean i think we're going to be just throwing things against the wall i don't know that we'll necessarily no, yet, but I, I do think we'll definitely see a decline in sales for sure. Um, I think that I, I think people will be pulling it out. I'm not so certain that people will be pulling it out for the right reasons. Um, you know, obviously, if they're not if they're not comfortable being an investor, where they're not pulling out their equity to sort of buy other properties. Um, I don't know, but I definitely see there being a, 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 a huge decline in in units for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that people are scared. Like we've always talked about that Cold War. I think people are also afraid to sell because then they have to buy. So obviously, even though it's a positive that they are going to be cashing out on this money, they then have to buy, you know, in this market as well. Um, I think the ones obviously that really that like we said earlier, that really made out well as if they have another house that was sort of their primary home. Or I had a lot of people this past two years that, you know, were selling here because they just couldn't sell it for a number that they wanted to, but they had a house elsewhere. So um, again, yeah. I think, I think we're going to have to buy, they didn't have to buy, they already had, but they only kept this house because they didn't want to take a loss on it. So saving it and holding on to it was obviously the right, the right move. But again, I think we're going to see, you know, units go down dramatically for sure. Yeah, for sure. You saw that in Florida too. A lot of people that own in Florida are multiple homeowners, right? They own, they own two, maybe even three homes. Profit margins increase in 90% of US metro areas. Uh, nine of the 10 largest increases in ROI, Nicole, were in, in Florida. Florida. Uh, four, 
Fort Myers ROI up from 51% in 21 to 85% in 2022. Of course, Ian came on the back half of the year. So, so that could, you know, impact Fort Myers going forward. Ocala, Florida up 49% to 82%. Naples, Florida, 44% to 74%. Port St. Lucie, this is the top five, all Florida, 62% to 84%. Miami, 42% to 64%. So nine out of the top 10 in the country were in Florida for uh, these ROI increases. There's a whole bunch of data in here, a bunch of different ways to break this down. This is an BAM writers, incredible job. Incredible job. Article. I love all the charts, all the data. Is, all the numbers, so much. so much. There's so much here. Uh, definitely go. We're going to link that up into the into the show notes. Let me know where where you are. Where are you from in your market? Right. Put that in the comments, and, and let us know uh, what you think is going to happen in terms of these seller profits in 2023. If you agree with Nicole and I, people are still going to get a pretty good profit in 2023. Yeah. That decide to sell, hit the thumbs up button. If you want to go into some detail, jump into the comments. Love to hear from you on that. We heard from Jason Oppenheim yep. this week. He talked to Yahoo Finance. I didn't know people still talk to Yahoo Finance. Of course but they do. the star of Netflix Selling Sunset and the founder of the Oppenheim Group, he does. He says commission suits will be Armageddon, Armageddon. for real estate. Okay, so these potential... Uh, changes to the commission structure could result in an exodus of real estate agents, according to Jason Oppenheim. Uh, to be specific about real estate agents, quoting Oppenheim, we've got federal regulators and a couple of lawsuits coming down the pipeline that at worst case could be an Armageddon for real estate agents. So that's the worst case. So Yahoo's quoting him on the worst case. Uh, this interview aired on January 28th. So recent, we've talked about this lawsuit a whole bunch of times, class action lawsuit. They're going to go to trial in October, it's amazing. You're going to probably hear about it you, you, a lot between you, now and then. Well, hopefully, but it's amazing the amount of real estate agents that still don't <laughs> know about the lawsuit. That's in, that's insane to me that there are there are still agents because we've been talking no about idea. it. I feel like for two years. No idea. Okay, uh, you might see regulators. Oppen, Oppenheim says uncouple the commission structure where the seller is now essentially paying for the buyer's and agent's commission. So so he's saying, okay. It sounds like to me when he says it that way that he's like, oh, yeah, I agree with uh, the class action suit that, you know, the seller is basically um, paying for the for these two commissions. I, I don't know if he's like saying he agrees that they are like almost being strong armed into it un unknowingly. In 2019, two home sellers filed a lawsuit. If you're not up on if this, you're not. Um, you know, I, I'd be surprised. But we'll just recap. 2019, two, two home sellers filed a lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors, alleging that some of NARS regulations violate Sherman Antitrust Act. The lawsuit Sitzer versus the National Association of Realtors um, alleges NARS rule that listing brokers must offer buyer brokers a commission to list a property inflates costs for sellers and therefore anti-competitive. If NAR loses the case, uh, this is from Inman, buyer agents could see themselves removed from the equation entirely mm -hmm. and the number of real estate agents across the country could drop dramatically According to Oppenheim, you could see hundreds of thousands of real estate agents leaving the profession. Okay, uh, Nicole, if Oppenheim's right with his comments to Yahoo Finance about an exodus of real estate agents that will take place if this lawsuit, if this class action lawsuit around the buyer commission in October when it goes to trial, if this goes through and they win, mm -hmm. do you one do you believe the exodus happens? Mm -hmm. Okay. And two, what do you believe that that'll do to, to the real estate industry as we know it today? 
Um, do I think that there will be an exodus? Yes. I think it's inevitable that, again, especially if you're, I mean, think about how many agents are strictly buyer's agents as opposed to listing agents. So of course they're going to, the, there will be some that go, especially the ones that aren't skilled enough to actually show value to a home buyer. Um, and if they don't feel comfortable enough to let them know what they're offering them, um, in exchange for, for, a, for some sort of payment, um, well, and of course, the whole entire industry changes. I mean, you're eliminating oh, it's pretty much a whole end of, of, the, of a transaction. Oppenheim's solution is to basically get rid of dual agency. Okay, so uh, he, he thinks the problem is we remove the buyer's commission. You'll see the listing agent representing 90% of transactions. Of it's called dual agency. Mm -hmm. he, doesn't, he doesn't believe that's a healthy environment. Um, you know, you'd never go to court and, you know, grab the you know, say you're the defendant, you say, hey, let me just grab the prosecutor's attorney and we'll share the attorney here. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. Right. So, um, you know, he, he thinks that better solution to this would be basically getting rid of dual agency. Do you think that'd be, a, if, if it came down to, okay, <clears throat> given your choice yeah. in real estate agents, I want to know from you, Yep. given the choice, would you rather see <laughs> the commission structure unchanged or would you rather see dual agency go away? Uh, meaning w would you rather keep the commission structure unchanged and dual agency goes away or would you rather keep dual agency and the buyer and change the commission structure where buyer agents have to go and get their commission from the buyer directly mm. as opposed to it being paid out from the listing broker. I feel like Which I want would I, you rather have if you could only pick one. I, I kind of I'll be honest, I kind of want to hear some people's comments on this. And I, I kind of want to hear everyone's like reasons for picking one or the other. I really haven't even to be honest, thought about um, one or the but, other. But your what's your gut tell you? What would you rather have? Would you rather have my gut? Dual agency, my gut? But no, my gut, my gut tells me again, for the sake of of the consumer and not for necessarily the sake of a seller's pocket, which again, I guess would be, would be in their best interest too. I, I would rather get rid of dual agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what my gut is telling me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd agree with that. I, I would absolutely sign off on that and then, and then give, you know, if you had to pick one, right? I think ultimately giving sellers a choice, which they have now. Of course they do but now. Maybe giving they've had a choice, but maybe more disclosure around the choice. That they're all gonna they're gonna have to figure this out in October in this trial. I will say this if Oppenham Oppenham is right uh about this Armageddon mm -hmm. for real estate, you know, if this if this October lawsuit goes the other way, NAR loses. Yeah. NAR is done. NAR's yeah. finished. Mm -hmm. They lose this lawsuit. Base the association. All those million dollar payrolls definitely go away. Oh, not only do they go away, but the association as a whole. And this could be bad for real estate because it might just mean the government regulates it more, right? right? Would you rather Would you rather have Washington running your industry, or would you rather have NAR with, you know, so, listen, not not a perfect world either way. <laughs> but I will tell you what. NAR would be done. Yeah. They, that association would be over mm -hmm. uh, if this would happen. Uh, but let us know. If yeah. given the choice. I think it's a great question. Would you rather give question. us dual agency? Yeah. 
I think you should throw that up on an oh, IG uh, story. See what people pick. Yeah. I bet you yeah, get this better get that. That better get clipped out. That question. I bet and, you get pretty I, good wanna... uh, traction on that question. You think so? Well, or we start, or you start weeding out the people that don't even know what the fuck is going on. You know. Well, if you don't know what some of these words that we're talking about right now and you're in real estate, time to uh, maybe spend two hours a, a night studying just right. all the all what's going on in your industry, right? So that you're not just working for uh, Zillow someday opening doors. Okay. Left, middle, right. The topics in politics that you as a real estate professional, agent, entrepreneur should know about right now. Nicole, what are they? So this is a CNBC article. 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. I talked about this on today's hot sheet. Okay. So if, if you want a little deeper look, go under the live tab on now, bam, YouTube and check out today, January 31st hot sheet. Uh, Nicole, this concerns me. I will say that. Um, I, I talked about more of my concerns on the hot sheet. But here's what I really want to get across to agents on the real word about this number in particular. We can't go at our consumers and talk to them about things that don't address their most common fear. Okay. Meaning, hey, uh, interest rates are down to 6% without addressing the basics first. What can they afford on a month to month basis for their shelter? Right now they're affording something, Nicole. Mm -hmm. It's called their rent, right? Two out of three Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So unless as agents, we, we start at the basic of what number per month per your finances and having a buffer and all of the, you know, all the things that like Dave Ramsey talks about, what can you afford month to month? Let's figure out that number and then let's start getting into, hey, you're going to be here seven to 10 years. Then it makes sense to buy if we can hit that number right. on a mortgage payment. Yep. If you're going to be here one, three years, you should be renting, right? And rents are coming down a little bit across the country. So um, listen, people are fearful. More Americans than ever. This is this number, 64% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, just tied the peak of March 2020 when we hit the peak before COVID and obviously that number came down with all that free money. Uh, but people are fearful, fearful right now. And if we don't address those fears as real estate agents, we're going to have a really hard time building trust and rapport. Paycheck to paycheck. If you quit drinking, um, America, no, that wasn't to you, Nicole. That was America. No, but I'm agreeing with you. I've, and I've saved myself quite a bit of money or I'll go out to dinner now and I don't get <clears> drinks <throat> and I can't believe my bill price. It's staggering. It's quite um, different. It's you're not ordering eggs then. It's very different. Eggs. Eggs are eggs are cost a lot of money now. Oh well, I'm never. You're not you're not tracking egg costs. You I, don't buy eggs. I do buy eggs, but I'm not eating eggs out. All right. Anyway, the next article: A winter storm is bringing the triple threat of ice, sleet, and snow to the U.S. Yeah, that was on CNN, but it's kind CNN. of everywhere, right? Dal of course. Put up the photo of Dallas. I mean, you. There's no cars. It looks like a dusting mm -hmm. of snow in Dallas, but there's no cars because they have no plows. They don't prepare uh, for for snow. It does snow. Dallas gets cold. It doesn't. Well, there was there that. was one footage I saw on the news this morning, and um, over the overpasses, there was like po yeah. there wasn't even any snow on the ground, but the overpasses because those obviously freeze the fastest. There was like pileups <clears throat> after pileups. 
So this is going to hit the south and central U.S., this big ice storm right now that's coming into uh, the country. And so every time this happens, we know about this for sure in the northeast markets. Mm -hmm. If you're in the northeast or maybe you're in Chicago or Michigan, you know, some of the Great Lake um, areas there, certainly Buffalo, like you know that the real estate market, when you get a snowstorm, stops basically for two or three days. The Northeast has been very lucky because it's been like abnormally warm Mm -hmm. this winter season. So that's kept the real estate market very active. It hasn't slowed it down. But, you know, agents, brokers, team leaders know that when these things happen, you have two or three days, four days, maybe a week where the business, the market kind of stops. So one, get prepared for when it picks right back up. Don't take your days off when it picks back up. Take them off now. Right. Number two, I'd be out covering these stories in my local market. Rye guy from our team does it, right? Oh my goodness. I think he gets, I think he gets more activity but, on Instagram as a meteorologist than as a real estate yeah, agent. But, but when you're talking about what's going on locally, sure. you can really pick up conversations. You just open up dialogue. Yep. Okay, so if you're in an area like Dallas, like you, and if if it's safe for you to drive, maybe getting out there and covering it on your social uh, could really open up dialogue for people who are thinking about making a move. It just starts a conversation with more people in your community. Mm-hmm. So I'd take that time to go do that, and then know that when things thaw out, you've got to pick it right back up. You can't take those days off because they come in surges, Nicole. We know that, right? Like yep. when the snow's off the ground, all of a sudden, boom all these showings happen and people are back out there. Yep. I think, by the way, I'm predicting an abysmal second half of February, early March for uh, the Northeast. Do you think we're, you think we're going to finally get snow? I just think it's going to get real cold. Huh? Well, I, not yeah. yet. I took my kids skiing this past weekend and they had four Where'd trails open. I went to Powder Ridge and it literally, like, I think everyone had to ski, like, in a row. That, that must have been dirt, because that's a Connecticut mountain, Powder Ridge, right? Yeah. It's, it was, like, the only mountain in Connecticut. No, there's there's a few in Connecticut, but this was the closest to us, and my kids are beginners, so I didn't want to go too far. It was a Friday night. They wanted to night ski. Um, but again- Is it snowing up in Vermont this year? Uh, they had snow. They have snow. It's It's cold enough up there for them to make snow. The problem is, is that okay. even here at night, it's still only, like- 40 degrees so it's hard to just make snow. it's hard to make snow yeah if you're in a snow market uh ski market like i think of you know jackson hole yeah um, or utah right those are the, like the real ski market if you're in a ski market let, let us know how, how's the snow been this year where are you at how's this how's the snow how's the snow been i think out west they're still getting snow i think they have good snow, snow powdery out west. snow yes definitely not powder ridge snow Powder Ridge, it sounds powdery, but it's not. It's Trust not me. Powdery if you're at all. if you're a skier, you don't want to go to Powder Ridge in Connecticut if you've no, ever been there. No, but they do have a nice they do have a nice restaurant there. there. So I did I did I did eat while they skied. So mm, yep. probably had a drink. I probably did. It's saucy January. How's February <laughs> gonna look for you? It's damp. It's like a damp it's damp. Damp January. It's a damp January. I think February right, I think the whole year is gonna be great. Yeah, thank you. You two, how did you do? Today's your last day. Did you stick to it? I didn't really proclaim it, but I did, I did do 31 days of no drinking. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I didn't pro, I didn't really proclaim it either. I just did, mm. decided to do it. I didn't – where the hell did I proclaim it? I wasn't on Instagram. Oh. Last year I followed You're each on the, day. On the real word. Ay, ay, ay. 
If you remember Nicole proclaiming it week I, one on the real word, let us know in the comments. <laughs> I want to see those comments and I want to plaster them all over Nicole's uh, Instagram stories. Go follow Nicole and, and give her some support. She changed her Instagram. What'd you change your Instagram to? Oh, I was following our one team. I did Nicole White. Yeah, so it's Nicole White. Nicolewhite.ct. Yeah, I took away Realtor. Yeah, I changed it so would we would I would align with the team. Go hit her up on Instagram. She's got a brand new Instagram profile. I did. It's been eight years. Let it. Let us know what you think about the profile pic. I'm 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 welcoming 2023 with open arms. Slide into her DMs. Let her know what you think. All right, that's it. That's it. Keep it real, guys. We'll see you next week on the real. Oh wait, we'll be together next week too, right? No. Oh, uh, no. We'll definitely be together. I don't know if we'll be together for the show, but we'll be together next week, you and I. All right. Well, see you guys. We got a lot to go over. Lots to go over. See you. Bye.